One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Hell, yeah, what else can I say? Yes, welcome back to the program. I'm Ryan Shores. With me, as always, is Dave Callens. Hello. And on the soundboard, Mr. Robert Timothy. Woohoo! Thank you guys so much for tuning back in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you that have shared this show with a friend. Uh, we don't make any money doing this show, right? So if uh, if people weren't listening, there'd be no point in us doing it. I mean, so. if you were to calculate the amount of booze you drink during your average show, you lose a lot. I know. do. I do. Yeah. At least fifty dollars. Yeah. Per yeah, yeah. So, uh, guys, I am a bachelor tonight. Whoa! Uh, wow. Yeah. So did Aaron die, or <laughs> you, are you just cheating? What's <laughs> <laughs> she? Uh, it's uh, her daughter's birthday, so they went and did a mother-daughter trip. Uh, oh. They'll be gone for the night. They're, they've gone down to Baja to, to celebrate, you know. And um, better and hope they don't close the borders in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell her that. Was, hey, maybe I'll be a bachelor for longer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this might be a week vacation. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I, I like my alone time. Okay, I do. Sure. I, oh, absolutely. I, I, I was an only child. I I can keep myself company for a while. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If I'm left alone for too long with my thoughts, it gets to be a very scary place, and I I'll call over some guy that I don't even like to come over and hang out with me just yeah. to just to stop that cabin fever. But, <laughs> but but when she goes away for you know a couple of days, uh I always tell myself I'm going to party it up. You know, that's there's a great line in the first season of True Detective where she's like asking Matthew McConaughey, like, why why are guys so hard to kind of just wrangle into what to a relationship they know is good for him? He's like, we're okay being alone. It's cool. We're yeah. uh, we're gonna jerk off and like throw a baseball around and have a great time and like yeah. it's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna have the guys. Well, I always tell myself I'm gonna have the guys over. I'm gonna fill my keg. Yeah. I'm gonna you know. When my wife leaves, I reenact the, that scene from Risky Business where yeah. I'm sliding out in my socks and underwear. <laughs> but then I just sit there on the couch and start playing on my phone. Yeah. And before you know it, she comes home from the vacation. I'm not, I've am not. i not moved from that spot. Yeah. I'm covered in a series of sauces. You have big plans. You're like, I'm going to dig a pool in the backyard. <laughs> she gets home, she's going to love it. Yeah, really, I just beat off 74 times <laughs> yeah. in a row. Yeah. What is something, so when, when your chicks are gone for a while, what is something that you guys like to do? See, when, when I was married, you know, and she would take off on like a business trip but I have, right. have a few days I never thought like oh, I'm gonna have the guys over cause like I'm always with her yeah, with no our friends, friends. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I don't wanna have other people this you is just, time for me time. Yeah. yeah like I don't know about you guys I would regress to like teenage years like the entire house became my bedroom. Yeah, there's comic books everywhere. I'm sleeping on the couch just because I can. And it's the TV is just on constantly. Your, just, yeah. your slippers are just a pair of crushed Dr. Pepper cans yeah. that have molded oh, yeah. to your feet. I mean, it's fun, but that makes the cleanup like a real stress it run. Does. Like, oh, fuck, she's going to be home in a couple hours. I got to clean this shit up. Dude, you know what? This is interesting because this leads into mine, which is when my wife used to go on vacation, or, or, or more accurately, when she used to go for work someplace, I used to let the house go crazy. Like, we used to joke, like, maggots would be in the in the sink. And so I would let it go crazy because I don't give a shit. And then eventually the day before she came, I would frantically clean and then right. get the place nice and then she'd come you home to You forget to eat, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. Yeah, she's told me that. Yeah. Like, you need your wife. It's, yeah. it's important. Oh, I'm fine. I set an alarm now. Uh, but, uh, but but regardless, it was funny. So she, she'd go on and do that. And then one day I realized, I'm like, wait a second. I'm busting my ass cleaning the day before to get this house spick and span. While I say I don't care, it is nicer to be in a clean house. And I switched it around and started doing like crazy intense deep cleaning. Like she's on her way to the airport and I bust out the carpet cleaner. And I gotta tell you, it's been a great lifestyle because (laughs) if she leaves, especially if she takes my son with her, 
I can just keep the house clean. And it's amazing. I can't do that when they're home. If I clean anything, I change, like it just comes a whirlwind of people come in and mess everything up and move things. When they're gone, I get the house spick and span the night she leaves, and I just live in utter organization. Oh, you poor sucker. She got you mind control. No. Shit. It's you fantastic. Fell for it. Now I feel like I'm working for myself instead of her. <laughs> it's fantastic. Now, I'm going to tell you what my big thing to do is when my wife's out of town. Dinner for one at a restaurant. Ooh. I don't know if you guys experienced this joy, but if you go to Black Angus and sit at the bar and just get that, I, wow. I don't know what it is. When we go out to, together, it's like a financial decision because sure. I have to buy two dinners. Yeah. But like when I go out to treat myself to a dinner for one, I get the bill. I'm like, holy shit, this is half of what it usually costs. <laughs> That's amazing. Did I get a coupon or something? <laughs> oh, yeah. When I'm just sitting there by myself like a weird old creep and everyone's looking at me eating a steak at the bar <laughs> by myself, I enjoy those looks. I'm like, yes, you wish you were me. I feel like if Bobby was to do that, he would like, Make some elaborate back. So it's walk up to the hostess, be like, Oh, yeah, party for two. Uh, my long lost brother is going to be joining me for dinner here tonight. <laughs> and then just like let it all play out as the staff's like, Oh, God, he's not showing up. I will tell you one thing that I do when, when it's just me and my son and my wife is gone is that we will turn the house into a Rube Goldberg machine. Like oh, we will yeah. build long, complicated things where dominoes fall yeah. down yeah, and yeah. they knock stuff. Because if my wife came home halfway in the middle, she'd just trip over something and break it and we'd get mad and yell yeah. at each other. But like this way, we can just set this, the entire house up and it's like oh no one's here to complain that the guest bathroom has turned into the spot where the teeter-totter gets hit right, by the dude, dominoes I and remember falls doing over it as a kid me and my sister my dad would do that with us like dominoes yeah, yeah, and yeah. shit all over the house it's yeah. hilarious yeah. you didn't let me finish though uh, <laughs> at dinner I, I also uh, I tell the waitress that I was stood up for a date and she <laughs> usually feels bad for me and knocks <laughs> a few bucks off the bill that's a great the, life hack Ryan yeah, yeah, they're just like oh you poor thing those beers are on the house I'm like thank <laughs> oh, you I'm great. a very lonely man bye <laughs> I haven't done dinner alone, but I love doing movies alone. Oh, Going yeah. Going to movies alone is fucking great. I don't know why anyone goes with people to the movies. I'm, yeah. Like, you don't need to talk to anybody. Yeah. Another thing is, I um, speaking of my wife, I you ever think you know your spouse enough to where you know what they're going to do and then it backfires? Oh, did you get a curveball thrown at you? <laughs> I did. I did. So I, I know my wife very well. I know the following things, that she uh, grew up in Alabama. Uh-huh. Uh, she hated Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't want to go back to Alabama. Okay. Um, and so anyways, though, she came to me recently. It's going to be her high school reunion. Okay. All right. Uh, back in Alabama. Right. And, um, she's like, I want to go. And that was very off brand for her. She's like, uh-huh. I want us to go to Alabama in June for my high school reunion. Well, but- to be fair, let's just, just to be fair. If she graduated high school in Alabama, that's like the rest of us going back to our PhD reunion. Like, she's going to be the third smartest person in <laughs> Alabama if she has a high school diploma. Well, that's kind of part of it. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, like- is there a reunion? Or is it like her and two other people that made it to 12th grade? <laughs> no, they're both junior high reunions. They combine them because they can't get enough people. <laughs> yeah, they did. All the schools take place at the, at the same gymnasium at the same time. No, um, so anyways, what I mean is to her, I'm not saying she's a huge star or anything, but to to, 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 to Double Springs, Alabama, she kind of is. <laughs> she's also like, by the way, there's like 86 people in my high school and they all follow you on Twitter and shit. Like, they know yeah. who you are too. So she was basically saying like, you know, I was the weird outsider when I was there. I was this weird She kid. got teeth and she reads. Yeah. <laughs> so this is my big coming home fuck you moment and I want to do it. Now, here's the thing about Alabama. 
I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody does, really. I, you know what? I've never been to the South. Yeah. And, you know, my fucking grandfather's from Alabama. I still don't want to go. Uh, it's I, nice because instead of getting an Airbnb, you can just buy a house. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just, and just light it on yeah, fire exactly. when you're done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. I, and the thing is, that it's going to be super cheap. But um, I, I've never been to the South, but I've been to the Midwest 200 times, and I'm told it's the exact same thing. No, oh, very no, different. No. Very super different. different. Yeah. Way less nice. Like, the people are genuinely less nice now there is some weird interest wait, stuff wait, in the they're south. less nice in the south yes yes oh uh, to outsiders the midwest to the to outsiders yeah midwestern people are usually really nice yeah, actually you sure. show up in a random what town about and southern hospitality that's not a thing it is if you're them like to some people sure but as an outsider well i'm white that should count for something <laughs> hey, you're white but you've been around mexicans right so <laughs> that's already that's already coronavirus yeah. you're gonna get a lot of uh, bless your hearts yeah is what you're gonna get a lot of yeah, yeah. So, okay so you're proving my point i don't want to go okay yeah <laughs> so, but I also don't want to be the asshole husband uh, that says, no, we're not going because I'm a selfish asshole that just doesn't want to have a shitty three sure. days. Yep. So, anyway, so I I, I, uh, I I looked at the timing of it and I told her, okay, we will do this if you want. I'm going to make this your decision. Mm, love that move. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm making this your decision. But if we go back to Alabama, remember, I'm going to be on tour in July. So, we can't go uh, to Vegas for your birthday like we do every oh. year because we won't be able to afford it. We don't have the time. And we won't be able to go uh, to Palm Springs and get that suite for our anniversary like we always do, which is just before and just after mm. her reunion. I'm like, so our anniversary celebration is has to be scrapped, and so does your birthday. And I'm sitting there like... <laughs> she'll never uh, she'll never give those two things up to go back to fucking Alabama. She hates it there. And I'm like, Absolutely. so it's yeah. your decision. I, so guess what? I'm going to Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Of course you are. I got home. She's like, I thought about it, and I'm okay with getting rid of those two. So not, now not only do I have to go to shitty Alabama, I, she also called my bluff, and I don't get to put, go to Palm Springs or Vegas either. Ooh. God damn it. No, no, oh. And as those dates approach, she's going to want to go to those yeah. things. I know. I know. She's like, <laughs> she, yeah, she's going to put it on her credit card. <laughs> Oh, God. So, yeah, I fucked up. So, Alabama, Double Springs, here I come. Bobby, my, my favorite part of this is that uh, it, there's a high likelihood, if, if a lot of those people follow him on Twitter, yeah. very high likelihood, oh, hey, hey, will you go into the gymnasium and do a little skit for us? Oh, hey, we got a microphone. Let's yeah. Do a little skit for us. Yeah, I'm going to have to say no to doing stand-up about 11 times. <laughs> I'm thinking of just booking a gig back there just, just so I can be like, all right, you want to see me? I'll, I'll be over there at Yuck Yucks, okay? I'm doing one night only. Up next on stage is Pretty Mouth Boy from the West. Oh, yeah, everyone comes up to Dueling Banjos. That's, the, that's everyone's music. Yeah. A uh, weird thing happened to me. Um, I was uh, I was watching 2020 because I love murder shows. I do too. Murder shows are my favorite. And I, I love. I'm actually a huge fan of like murder podcast genre. And I'll tell you, if you ever want to see the worst podcasts that are somehow have millions of listeners, go listen to true crime podcasts. I mean, it's just it's, like a, a fat white dork uh, reading a Wikipedia page of a murder. No example of less talent getting more attention than true crime podcasts. Go look up like True Crime Garage, My Favorite Murder, just a bunch of no talent hacks who have literally millions, millions of listeners. <laughs> I, I was on tour with a guy that would lo- love True Crime Garage. I'm like, yes. no, nah, I'd not heard it, but I love murder. <laughs> so uh, put it on. It's uh, two 
people who, who literally, I'm saying this. Zero charisma. I'm saying this as somebody with a graduate degree in education. At least one of them appears to be mentally impaired. <laughs> and, and they sit there, like sometimes unbeknownst to them, revealing key facts of the crime that indicate who caused it, but are too dumb to pick up on what they are uh, saying. Yeah. It is almost an, an, an effort in like watching kitsch movies to so listen. So it's like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyways, I was watching 2020, and this is a very interesting case. And by the way, when I watch murder shows, I don't like the first 48, because that's like a poor black kid getting yeah. caught for murder. I'm like, no. that's a lateral move. No. I want a fat white guy who uh, who had uh, two houses and a boat yeah. and, I, and and killed his wife because his side pussy told him to. But also, they're more interesting. Like, you got the you got to have the guy from Cold Case Files who uses ricin. Like, right? you don't want some dude just driving by in a Camry shooting out the back window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and by the way, when that, like, that, that poor... Poor kid gets like sentenced to like he's just like whatever. I'm from South Central. This yeah. is a lateral move. Yeah. I want the rich guy that like wets himself and cries. Yeah. And he drags him away to prison. The Harvey Weinstein. I'm <laughs> having heart attacks. Let me in the hospital. Yeah. When I see some dude going no, I, I no 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 no. With a yeah. spoon, I eat it up. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this one was very interesting. It was. Uh, it, I'm watching this this show. And it's like Orange County, California. I'm like, eh, I'm from Orange County, California. Yeah. And they're like, this this guy was a theater actor. I'm like, I was involved in theater in Orange County. <laughs> and so they, they show this guy. I don't recognize him. I want it to be like Ryan's pictures. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Eek, I fucking jump out the window. <laughs> Good thing Aaron's on vacation. <laughs> Aaron, we got to go to Alabama right now. <laughs> They'll never expect me there. You're one of us now, son. <laughs> so anyways, uh, th- this guy... Um, was a community theater actor. I'd never met him, but he murdered his friend for the reason of um, he wanted to steal his bank account because he wanted a nice wedding. Okay, that, that's literally the, wow. the reason. So, anyways, I can see that they were doing they were doing this thing that they're like, here's how callous he was. After murdering his friend, he literally went to the rap party for the play he was in, and then they showed home movie footage of this rap party. And standing right next to him is my ex-girlfriend from high school doing karaoke. Wow. And I'm like, oh! I'm like, hey, when I say ex-girlfriend, we never got to second base. I wanted to, but she had other ideas. Uh, so anyways, I, I... She didn't know she was my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I called her and told her that night. <laughs> no, but I called her. I, I literally texted her. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you're on TV right now. And she's like... I am? Uh, she had no idea wow. she was on 2020. Uh, I, I was like, yeah, you know that this guy named, I forget his name. She's like, oh, yeah, that horrible monster. I was in a bad play with him, and he murdered his friend like the, the, the night we did a show. I'm like, Ryan's yeah. Like, Don't spoil the ending. Come on. Spoiler alert, bitch. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, yeah, well, you're in some footage with him. She's like, where? I'm like, some rap party for the play you were in. She's like, what am I doing? And I went, singing karaoke. She went, oh, hell. <laughs> That's got to suck. Someone, your not proud moment. Right. Yeah. But immediately my comedian brain is like, Ooh, that's a credit. Yeah. Oh. As seen on ABC. <laughs> I love when fucking comics like use any credit they can. Yeah. yeah. It's like, as seen on Fox News. like, like As seen on Cops. Yeah. You, you, my big TV credit is this car crashed into a Denny's and killed a retarded kid, and they asked me for a comment on the 6 o'clock news. Dude, one of our comic buddies, uh, his one of his credits, probably his only credit, because he always has me say this, as seen on PBS. And like, Ooh. I told him, like, you could not think of a less interesting no. credit. Like, as soon as you're at a comedy club and you hear PBS, everyone just fucking tunes out. You better have been on Sesame Street, <laughs> asshole. Speaking of the news, uh, oh. <laughs> great thing happened. You know, comics are, are are petty. As Dave has said many times, we are crabs in a bucket. We like to hold each other down. Absolutely. and. 
and discredit each other's credits, like being on PBS. Yeah. But when a civilian attacks one of us, and when I say a civilian, I mean a non-comic and a heckler. When they attack us, that is the time we all bond together. That is yeah. when we find this common enemy that none of us like. Like, for instance, stealing jokes is the worst thing you could possibly do. It'll end your career immediately. But if you get heckled and you use someone else's line you heard, that guy's totally cool. With it. Like, yeah, yeah, use my line. Use my words to get that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the only time you're allowed to steal material is to use it in commission of taking down a heckler. It's kind of it's kind of like 18th century racism, right? Like, for, for a while, they were yeah, like... Yeah, it's exactly like that. For a while, they were like, hey, we're white people, you're Irish, and you're Italian, and then they're like, oh no, there are Mexicans and blacks. Come, well, you're on my side, yeah, we're, we're going after them. Race it's now. like you've all seen those those videos of like a bar fight where two guys are fighting, then someone else tries to jump in, and the two guys fighting, <laughs> like, wait, fuck this, dude, and they both get up on him. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> now, this this came across our desk pretty much all at the same time. It was posted by a friend of ours as a hypothetical. Uh-huh. He said, hypothetically, how would you guys treat this if there was someone heckling a show, sitting in the front row, they were warned several times they and wouldn't by the way, stop? This, this guy is an independent comedy show producer like me. Uh, he runs shows at breweries like me, and 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 you know, he, super the, nice guy. These super nice guy. And when you when you uh, build a show up and have a regular, show, it, it's your baby. You know, you don't oh, want yeah. people fucking yes. with that. Yeah. It takes a lot of work and effort, and the whole night you're just stressed. Okay, but hold so, on, we should we should elaborate because it wasn't just heckling. If it was just heckling, that would be one thing. So what Dave, he was saying is, well, we're just we're, we're just giving it real time as sure. it unfolded. Yeah. So Ryan, I think you and I were both got into that comment thread about like, well, Ryan's advice was like, well, you know. Here's how you should handle it. I, he was what, very civil. What I said was, I, I said, um, there's two cases of heckling. There's the person that doesn't know that they're being a boob. They're just clueless, yeah. and they're just they, they don't realize what uh, etiquette. They're just, they're right. talking because they think no one else can hear they them. Thinks it's a conversation, not right. a show. Exactly. Yeah, they they uh, intent is everything to me. Yeah. I just had this over at, at my show in Alpine last month. These two girls got had a little too much to drink. They started conversating like they're at brunch. I could tell. They didn't know they were being disruptive. So afterwards, I pulled them aside. I went, hey, girls, you really interrupted the show there. You threw off the second comic. Next time, I appreciate if you not have a conversation during the performance. And they both went, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, you know, it's intense everything. But if it's someone who's actively like, like, fuck this. The attention's not on me. They're not on me right now. Fuck you, guy. That Then that yeah. guy needs to be taken down a notch. So people are like giving their advice. Ryan, to give your advice. And I started digging into it more because I'm like, this is clearly not a hypothetical, so I want to know what happened. And then it came out, he revealed that someone with this person left a bad review mm. about the show on the show page. So, and that is when all of us were like, hold yeah. the fuck on. Well, th- well, there's more to it. So this person wasn't just disrupting his show. Yeah, uh, She came in. And she began loudly telling, announcing to the into the ether of the show that she's a celebrity. Right. All these comics aren't shit. She she's a big time newscaster. She's a local anchor on the yeah. news. Yes. All right. That's what she is. She came in and was just trying to. Th- that is the least amount of power I've ever heard go to someone's head. I'm a right? local news anchor. But I, I believe that actually happened after the main incident, which is that she was loudly heckling the comics when other members of the audience tried to stop her. She started loudly heckling the audience members yes. and got to the point where she actually drove audience yes. members to she get up and walk the show. some audience members. In yeah. fact, one of her friends at her table got up to leave, so embarrassed, yeah. and apologized to the photographer on the way out. There was some old man who was there that she like literally mocked because he was an old dude until right, he right. left. He, she literally mocked him until he left. So there's one thing when you're being loud, like Ryan said. Then there's one thing when you're intentionally going after the comics, which is horrible and you shouldn't do it. But then when you're going after the audience members, that's a whole new thing because now you as a show promoter have to say, 
everybody here comes to my shows on a monthly basis because I put on good shows. Now they have to worry about whether or not some drunken blonde chick with a high sense of self-esteem is going to ridicule them for right. being old in the middle of my show. Now, and by the way, again, as she's doing this, she keeps referring to her license to be behaving this way as, do you know who I am? I'm the anchor of the KUSI news <laughs> team, 6, 6 p.m. news. So at this point... She hasn't been identified yet. We were just yeah. learning, okay, she thinks she's a celebrity. She's a news anchor, blah, blah, blah. At this point, our friend messaged me her, a link to her Facebook page. Like, this is her. Yeah. And so then I sent it to you guys in our private group chat. I'm like, hey, you think we should, do we think you we should go after this? You want to do the thing? You want to do the thing? And Ryan's like, do it. I was like, all right, there we go. It was like going to the, the mafia boss. Like, yeah. hey, <laughs> can I put a hit out? And he's like, do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I sanctioned the hit. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we put it out there, and this lady gets flooded. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I talk the- to my wife, and I go, because I, of course, jump in. I see that she has a, a story after Dave posted. I see she has a story that she had just done on methamphetamine yep. in San Diego, and that just writes itself, oh, right? Yeah. So, like, oh, of yeah. course, yeah. I start going into the comic threads and writing stuff, and I just turn to my wife at one point, and she looks at me, and she's like, why are you smiling? And I go, this is a bad Sunday for a really bad person. Yeah. <laughs> now, when I posted the link to her page for all the comics to see, the first it was like her her fan page, yeah. more or less. It was like her KUSI news sure. anchor fan page. The first story, it was a picture of her in a black wig. Yeah. And she's like, Hey all, I'm I'm going out in disguise or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Who should I go as? And there are people like there's about a hundred comments from fans. Yeah. Of a news anchor. Yes. Like, some of them had the Facebook top fan badge. Like, how sad is that? Yeah. But there's people like, oh, you look like Mia Wallace in Pulp Fiction. Oh, you look good, blah, 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 whatever. So I was the first one, since I was the first one to start this. I commented, uh, you should go as Lady Who Ruins a Comedy Show. <laughs> and and from there, I, it just got better. I think, after that, I, I think I just commented after Dave, you're gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, uh, so uh, every comic in San Diego floods this page. Yes. And then I'm like, you know what? That's not enough. So I shared it to my fan page. Yes. And then so it's just random people from around the country are like, I hate you. I'm like, yes. My she comment- had to think. Like, I was just I was just talking to my wife about this because it started fairly early on Sunday. Yes. And you could tell from her activity that she probably didn't jump on social media like 8 a.m. Sunday morning when all this stuff was going on. And it just kind of like flooded this. And I just looked, I was like, this is going to go, she's going to be so confused as to how she finally has consequences for her actions. Because someone like that, they don't get that because they've had a lot of consequences for their actions right, in the past. Right, right. I, and I, like, I, just like, I don't understand. I always act like this. What are these repercussions? No, I firmly believe that this just emboldens her. Oh, you think like, so? No, like, I don't yeah. think so, oh, man. I think this took her down a notch. She's shameless. I, I don't know, because I think she probably, she almost certainly got called into some news director's office. Yeah, because like, people were tagging KSU. What the news. fuck is going on? Yeah, did you be like a drunken twat at a fucking comedy show and then reference our station yes. as your reason for doing it? Yeah, but then all she has to do is like, no, these I was at a show and these people were just being mean to me. It's it's he he said, she said. And well, she it's works he for said, them. they hunt 250 people said, right? Yeah, Which is always... Right. But my, my comments of a lady who ruins a show got up to like 40-some likes Oh, nice! before she went in and started deleting all of our comments. Oh, yeah. Uh, she went and tried to scrub the internet. Yeah. So just people just kept coming after her. Like, like I said, you can block me. You can't block everybody. Well, that's why I went on the stories that she did because she doesn't yeah. have control of the stories yeah. that she did. And yeah, so I yeah. went on the meth one and I was like, exactly how much meth does it take to just get all full of yourself and start heckling old men at comedy shows? <laughs> now, some of her friends actually went on Twitter. They found her Twitter and started going there and got blocked by her on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what? So, I mean, it's debatable whether it took her down a notch or emboldened her, but I'll tell you one thing. Just like when Howard Stern fans came after me, yeah. and I all of a sudden, I just, you know, would check my notifications every once in a while. Three notifications, four notifications, one notification, 79 <laughs> notifications. I'm like, there's that feeling of, Oh, no. <laughs> what has happened? Now, I would love this to be like an internet version of a herpes flare-up, where every so often people remember, oh, hey, remember Ginger Jeffries, uh, at Ginger Jeffries on Twitter and Facebook, and just go start commenting I again. would love one of us to go incognito for some kind of live news interview, where like it's about, so- we're, we make up a fake charity that we're doing or something. But March for science. Once it's, <laughs> once it's live, we ask her the questions. Well, you're an archaeologist. You can set that shit up. I think I've been on KUSI a few times. I'll see if I can't pull some <laughs> So speaking of something interesting that happened on an otherwise normal night, there was a big UFC last weekend. It was the Yoel Romero Izzy fight, and that was uh, a middleweight champion. Yeah, and, he, and Israel Adesanya is an amazing fighter. He's a super skilled technician, and, and Yoel Romero is just a beast of a human being. And it was really interesting. Everybody was waiting for it. And uh, side note, it ended up being a really uneventful fight. Yeah, I heard it was a snoozer. There were three things that happened that night that made it a horrible UFC fight for me. So the first one was my wife goes, hey, hey, that, that fight that's coming up, my jiu-jitsu friends, they're going to have it at their house. You want to go see it? I was like, yes, absolutely. I'm down for that fight. I was going to go to a bar, but if your friends have it, let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's if you it. watch with people who are into it, yeah. that makes it so much better. So we go to her friend's house who has, I guess, recently gotten divorced and <laughs> has like a small, smallish condo. And the living room of this condo is like 15 feet by 12 feet. Like not a big, little, it's like a little area, right? And we walk in. The first thing I notice, as somebody who's an ex-TV installer and TV nerd, I look at it and I'm like, he's got a 90-inch TV. Like, oh, it's, it is it is It looks like a movie screen in a room where it almost touches the walls yeah. on each side. It's huge. <laughs> he's like, I'm getting headaches. It's way too bad. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so I show up and I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, this is great. This is fantastic. And, and I get in there. And then I notice within like 10 seconds, I'm like, well, something's up with this feet. Like, it'll just go. It'll go, 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 go. Stop. And then skip. Like oh, two like seconds. It's buffering issues yes, kinda, exactly. Yeah. And the sound, everything skips. And it does it a few times. And if you saw this on your computer laptop, you'd just be like, oh, this is annoying to watch. What you don't realize is at a hundred inches, this is basically a strobe light because the, <laughs> the canvas yeah. behind them is white. And so when it when they suddenly disappear and the canvas reappears right behind them, it's just a bright flash of white that occupies 60 inches of this 90 inch. And that's street. how Bobby found out he has epilepsy. Yeah, cut to everyone on the floor having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get there and I'm like, whoa, this is this is a little hurting on the eyes. And I realized that all of her Can I watch this in your bedroom. Right. <laughs> I realized that all of her friends are too drunk to troubleshoot. Like I get we have gotten there. It's 7 p.m. There's three sheets to the wind. The guy whose house it is, I was like, this is a little weird. Do you want me to mess around with it? He's like, nah, I already tried it. It didn't work. And I was like, well. And Ryan, <laughs> cut to you months from now watching a true crime special where this guy was setting up an MK Ultra experiment <laughs> in his living room trying to brainwash people with a strobe. I was like, well. I used to like do this for a living. I think I might be able to help a little. He's like, nah, it's just a stream. It's not streaming right. And I was like, I feel like pay-per-view has not fucked up. Like, I think there would be more people upset if this was pay-per-view's issue and yeah. not your hardware. But I'm not getting anywhere. And it's just kind of decided that, no, everybody's drunk enough to be happy with the way this is. And I'm like, wow, this is really giving me a headache. I literally go into the kitchen that's adjo- adjacent to it and like just kind of look down at the ground. I'm like, all right, I'll just look the other way. I look the other way. The entire other side of the house is one giant bay window, which is just a reflection of this 100-inch screen. <laughs> oh so I'm getting strobed from both sides. And I go out to my wife and I'm like, 
hun, I, I'm sorry, man. This is I, this is like just make me feel nauseated. Like I don't know what to tell you. And she's like, just don't embarrass me. We're here with people. Like you're gonna make them. Will I ever not embarrassed? You? <laughs> I know. Like, I thank you for saying nauseated, not nauseous. By the way. <laughs> yes. Thank this you. Is correct. And she's like, just just don't look at it. And I was like. There's nowhere to look. Like, it's like <laughs> there is literally two fields of view, and both of them are occupied with this flickering white screen. So I was just like, okay. And I went into the kitchen and just stared at the countertop as like this is going on around me. And then she comes up and she's like, "You're I like how Bobby's now in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Like, ah, look at that. And she's like, "You're you're embarrassing me. You're just like looking at. Me. I was like, "What do you want me to do? What, what's my game plan here?" And eventually, I just go like, "I'm like, all right, uh, hun, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go out to the car. Like, I'm just gonna tell him that I got a phone call or something. And I gotta go check." And I was like, "Hey guys, I uh, left my phone in the car. I gotta go see. You. I gotta I'm gonna go check something out." And I just went in there to like literally sit in the car for a while and be away from this. And she gets in and she's really pissed and she's like, "Let's just go. You're being an asshole." <laughs> so we go off to a bar and we and quiet and anger sit and watch the rest of the fight by the way the worst yeah oh totally totally and then go home still fighting whole nine yards i wake up the next day with only the second migraine of my life just a head splitting can't get out of bed your body has been sabotaged by this epileptic light fixture and the entire time i was just like what a horrible ufc fight think about this got me and my wife in a fight didn't really get to enjoy it. Didn't even get to enjoy it after I left because we're still fighting. And then took 14 hours of unimaginable pain as my Sunday. Now, did she at any point acknowledge the, the, the migraine and go, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was that serious? Yeah, or did question. she say, knock it the fuck off, I'm tired she, of you? She acknowledged the migraine. I don't feel there was as much bad feeling as I would have liked, but she acknowledged <laughs> that. She, was, she took care of me when I had the migraine. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, that's, on that front, yes. That's now, one thing I was not prepared for for being married is sometimes your partner, when you're sick, is, it, it, it pisses them off. You ever have oh, that? Yeah. Like, oh, great, you're fucking sick again? That's just great. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to take care of you. I'm like, I really hope I never get cancer. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I didn't. I, I have not experienced that. But on, the, on this particular case. Oh, my wife's just a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you one other thing that was really shitty about this fight. So, not only, for those of you guys who don't follow UFC, it was considered one of the biggest letdown fights ever. One of the biggest built-up fights that essentially was the biggest letdown fight was that uh, middleweight championship. The first round, I think six strikes were thrown. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, and the first three minutes, zero strikes were thrown of the first round. It didn't get that much better. It was a really bad fight, except for, you know, Yol getting his leg chewed up. But... The, the saving grace to that is the co-main event that had happened right beforehand was one of the greatest UFC fights of all time. It was Joanna. amazing. Yeah. So it was between the current uh, women's strawweight champion, who is a superstar in China. She's the only Chinese champion right now. And she is she's bigger than fucking Tom Brady in China. Like, she's huge. She's a fucking giant star there. She fought this Polish chick uh, who's essentially just a, a dominator. And they had a... Five round brutal war. The the bar I was in, everybody's on their feet clapping. It was one of the greatest fights I've ever seen, and I've seen thousands of fights. It was amazing, right? The next day, fucking Khabib Nurgamenov's training partner texts. He's like, these fucking women don't know what they're doing, right? <laughs> it was so infuriating. They come from a Muslim country and they come from or a Muslim area of, of Russia and stuff. And so like they they're very much against the idea of women fighting in general. But right. it's like it was infuriating because you could not have had a better fight. It was one of the best fights of all MMA history. And then you have somebody like, ah, oh, fuck these bitches. They don't, they're, they're not getting, they don't know what they're doing. By the way, have you ever watched UFC with someone who's never watched MMA before? No. It is exhausting. <laughs> it, it's just like, they're allowed to kick? Yes, yeah. they're allowed to kick. He's choking him. That's not fair. Yes, it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is a dirty fight. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, did she, I, I want to go back because your wife's a very smart person. Mm -hmm. Did she at least acknowledge there was an issue with the TV? 
Oh, yeah, no, she knew there was an issue with the TV. She thought I was like, because she's not but really. she was shaking it off and you were not. Well, she's talking to her friends. She's not actually watching the fight and not paying that much attention. And also, I guess, you know, I mean, we're all just different in our per perceptual senses. And that particular thing was giving me more problems than other people. Like some people can stand in front of a flashing white light and it's not as big a deal to them, you know, so. Yeah, you. You've now I know your weakness. Yeah. You fucked up. Yeah, yeah. You, you can you, you can endure hot and cold yep. better than anyone I know. <laughs> yep. You don't need lights for some reason. No, no. you See don't in the dark eat well. unless someone tells you to. Yeah, but uh, flashing light—that's yeah. your Achilles heel. I like hundred inch, hundred inch flashing white screen that I can't avoid <laughs> is is my weakness. Ryan, interesting thing on your Facebook feed I saw yeah. uh, that just doesn't happen enough. One of your recent posts, you talked about how when coronavirus first hit. You kind of said it was not a big deal. Everyone should chill the fuck out. Yeah, we, on this show, yeah. In that same post, you're just like, hey, I said this a while ago. Then later, I said, okay, this is pretty serious. And I guess some of your followers, fans, tried to take you to task for that. Yeah. And your whole point was like, no, you you change your mind. Yeah, you're supposed to. That's the whole point. You know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I got people like such a novel idea. <laughs> yeah, a couple of listeners were like, "Hey, I, oh, two weeks ago, I, we got audio of you uh, comparing the coronavirus to shark attacks, yeah. and now you're telling everyone to be cautious." And like, like I was a hypocrite. Yeah, I'm like, no, I just changed my mind. More stuff came to light. That's what's fucking wrong with so many people in this goddamn country. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you get you get too stuck on it, and it's hard now because that mentality is like it, it, before. It's almost anecdotal, right? Like, all right, I'm going to stick my heels in and who gives a fuck because we're talking about, you know, whether green or blue is the better color. But now blue. it's become like oh, a <laughs> now it's become like a real thing where it actually affects the people around you. Right. So like how you act and what you believe about things like coronavirus will affect how many people get sick around you. Like, yeah. that's just a fact. And so right. it's hard because you're combating this like pseudoscience that's coming online. And what was infuriating to me is. I guess Trump came out very early and Fox News came out really early saying this is a hoax. And yeah. Hannity, like three hours a day, every day, was basically saying this is a hoax, this is bullshit, don't buy it, this is liberals trying Limbaugh to get you. Limbaugh's still saying that. They want you to not vote, so get out of here. And they, they want to hurt Trump and the economy in America. And like, <laughs> don't, don't believe them and stuff. And what was infuriating is my parents buy into this bullshit. And so when stuff started hitting, oh, no. you know, we talked about this a little bit last week, but I did a whole science faction on the effects of it last week on Saturday. Similar to Ryan, I put something out that was kind of dire and I published on Sunday night. By Monday morning, I had already gotten a whole bunch of comments of like, dude, you're buying into this hype. Like, there's ah. too much. And I'm like, no, these are the numbers. I'm giving you the numbers. Trust me. Things are going to be different for the next six months. This is not business as usual. I promise you. And people thought I was acting. Now everybody understands that that is not the case, right? Yeah. So I called up my parents around like Tuesday or Wednesday and was like, listen, guys, you are 75. You are overweight. Based on- Have you signed the you. will? <laughs> <laughs> Based on what we know of this virus, like you have as high as a 20% chance of mortality. If you guys catch it, there's two of you, meaning we have almost a 50% chance of one of you dying if you both catch it. We need to be really careful. And they were like, ah, we're good. And like my mom's like, it's fine. I'm avoiding people who are coughing. I'm like, no, they're asymptomatic for six days. And that's when they're spreading it. They're just breathing. They don't know they're sick. And they're spreading it around and it will kill you. And she's like, I wash my hands a lot. I was like, no, you don't understand it. You get it from the air. It's from the fucking air. And it was it was super frustrating because I feel like I'm fighting this like ingrained thing. And I talked to my wife about this before where I feel bad for my parents. They grew up in the era of Walter Cronkite. They are not really savvy about being lied to by the right, media. Right. They, my dad went to the Naval Academy when he was 17. Like he trusts the authorities that tell him things. Yeah. And they grew up at a time with three news stations where they just told you facts on the news, yeah. right? And so I almost feel like Fox News is like, crack for them like they don't know how to stop it and they can't discern when it's good or bad for them and so it's really really frustrating at some point i was just like 
I'm going to go over to your fucking house and take the battery out of your car. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you can't go outside. You can't go running around doing stuff. And, and like, you're going to kill yourself with bad information. And it's more frustrating when I then see all these people who aren't necessarily going to be affected. Because let's be honest, most of us will get either mild symptoms or no symptoms when we get it. Yeah. Um, most of us will be fine in our age range and our stuff. And there's stuff, by the way, if you guys haven't done it yet, Ryan, if you can stop smoking, it will help you a lot. But like all of these things that you can do. I've been upping my whiskey intake. There you go. It's yeah, yeah. really good. Uh, by the way, I only smoke when I do cocaine. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. So a lot then. <laughs> <laughs> Three, four times a day. Uh, but what's really frustrating is when people who are in our position, which is kind of a privileged position of we're probably not going to die from this, are online being like, fuck it, I'm not isolated. Fuck it, I'll cough wherever I want. What do you guys get? Yeah. This is all a hoax. These are the liberals. And I'm looking at these guys, I'm like, you motherfuckers barely made it through high school biology. When did you decide you knew more than the CDC? Like, wh where does this, this sense of self-esteem come from that you think? You were the dumbest guy in every class you were yeah. in for your short educational My career. My favorite one, I saw two separate people who don't know each other, just like this is a thing yeah, going yeah. on. Two separate people call this a psyop, which just fucking mean? blows my What's mind. What's a Like a fake, a fake operation by the government uh, to, okay. to psychologically psychological operation. manipulate yeah. people. But it, it's infuriating because you look at those people and you're like, I swear to Christ, if my parents die because of you, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. Like, I, you are being incredibly flippant well, with human beings' lives. And this idea that people have, like, why should we isolate and stuff? If you can get, if you can flatten that curve out and you can keep this huge surgence from going immediately when everybody gets it right now and they overwhelm the hospitals and we don't have enough ventilators, you can And have, that's the thing. People are like, it's not that bad. And you're like, yeah, but it's going to overwhelm the resources. Yes. Yeah. You can that's have this, why it's bad. It, so let's say, let's say 100 million people are going to get sick, right? If we just say, in America, this many people will get sick. And that's, that's not a real number. It's just for easy use. And then, you know, some percentage of that will We'll need ventilators and stuff. If we can spread that hundred million out over four or six months, then we have enough ventilators to keep those people alive. If they all get sick in the first 20 days, then we don't and a lot of people die that don't have to otherwise die. Yeah. So it's actually like a really important thing to kind of avoid stuff and push it down the road as much as possible. Essentially, you're extending the medical resources that we already have, not to mention these viruses tend to get kind of diluted as they go through the population and not as strong and then we have vaccines and there's not as many you know, sick people. Actually, speaking of vaccines, I was wondering uh, what the anti-vaxxers had to say about all this, uh -huh. and turns out they're all dead. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, we don't even have a coronavirus vaccine yet. We won't for, I don't know, 18 months if you're optimistic. Yeah. Dude, interesting thing. Uh, this is just a stupid, funny thing for me. Um, I've seen a couple things going around. Uh, one of my friends is sharing a Google Doc. Like mm. Someone in San Diego made, like, hey, we're trying to get a volunteer team uh, set up. Yeah. If you're willing to, like, drive groceries to people who need it. If sure. you're willing to drop things off, if you're willing to pick stuff up, yeah. all this stuff, put your information, we're going to get grouped together, we're going to try to grassroots this shit. And so as I'm reading through this, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And reading through, and one of them is like, communist. <laughs> one of them was like, if you're over 50, though, be careful. And I was like, hey, wait a yeah. second. I'm really close to it. Well, Dave, it was, you know, it wasn't really a mortality check. It was just like, hang on. <laughs> you're, you're not, you're actually in a problem group. Like you, yeah. you, you believe it or not, you are in a group of people who, are dying, not in like huge numbers, but of right now. Age. Stand at comics. <laughs> <laughs> right now in Italy, people your age are dying. Now, they also have higher rates of smoking and that kind of stuff. And as we discussed before, you've never smoked a day in your life. And, and so, like, and I've upped my whiskey and yeah, I already mentioned and that. And you're pretty healthy and you're not even close to obese. So, like, you've got a lot of stuff <laughs> going for you on that side. But, like, realistically, it actually is somewhat of a No, yeah, like you. seeing that age is like, wait, hang on, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy. There are some really healthy people in their mid to late 40s. Right now, there are some people in ICU in LA that are like extreme athletes, and I think they're 46. And you know what? Some people just like to argue, too, because I posted another thing where I went, here's the reasons you should be afraid. Here's the reasons you shouldn't be afraid. Here's both sides of the coin. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it is absolutely good that you're being cautious. We also shouldn't panic and go into a, a into a, like the atomic age state. Yeah. And people just try to go, no! I'm like, no what? <laughs> I don't know. Just no. I'm like, uh, so I'm like, are you saying no that we should panic or no, it's, it's not that serious? I don't <laughs> know. Just <laughs> fight with me. <laughs> but, dude, going back to the, the original point about, like, it's okay to change your mind with new information. Hey. So I got a, a friend in Michigan uh, from a long time ago. Oh, boy, this should be fun. Super, super right wing. Mm. Always pro-Trump, always uh. anti-Democrats. So he posted something a couple days ago. Uh, it was just like a, a graphic that someone made of, like, Oh, the Democrats blocked the. Uh, there was some bill that was trying to go through sure. about paid sick leave or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was like the Democrats blocked that because they were trying to force through one point five billion dollars for abortion. Scum. What? Yeah. And so all his friends were like, what a bunch of jerks. Fuck those. Whatever. So I kept reading the comments. I'm like, where's this going to go? Yeah, and then yeah. a bunch of people who he knows are like, that's actually false. Here's the truth about it. Yeah. Uh, it's actually there was money in it for like health stuff. And the Republicans said they want it specifically to be not for abortion. Right. So it's actually the Republicans blocking it because they want some wording in there. Like, no one else has said abortion. It's Republicans. So all these people start countering him. So I go in and comment. I'm like, hey, so are you willing to change your stance now that you know some more stuff? Two days ago, he has not replied yet. Uh, <laughs> he's just no. one of those fucking people that just he's dug his heels in and yeah. he's fucking retarded. I don't know. Some people feel that if you admit you were wrong— it makes you look stupid when really it's the opposite. Yeah. Right? I have yeah. never respected someone more right. than when they went, "Hey, man, I uh, spoke too soon, yeah. or I was wrong. I'm I'm willing to uh, hear new facts and change my stance." But like for some reason, people are like that would make you look weak. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, to to your point, you know, I just told you what happened with my wife on the UFC fight on like Saturday night, where she didn't want to admit she was wrong, and it became a, a thing, yeah. and it was a big deal. But then maybe that precipitated this. Like Monday night, my wife came to me and she goes, oh, my God, you wouldn't believe this. Flights are dirt cheap. We, uh, like, yeah. we can go to Hawaii round trip for 80 bucks. Let's yeah, go. That's what I heard, yeah. And I was, and I went, hun, you don't understand. This is really serious. And I broke it down because, again, I, have, I, I keep up with the actual science. I just did a whole show on the science. And I, I sat her down. I was like, here's the seriousness. Things are about to change. Here is the deal. And to her credit, instead of digging her heels in, she was like, oh, fuck. That sounds really serious. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go to Costco tomorrow and just get all of our food so we don't have to worry about going to the store for the next few weeks. So she did, and that was totally fine. And then literally like a day or two later, which was Friday and Thursday, the stores of San Diego became essentially Black Friday. Yeah, insane, dude. It was cr – people were – like I saw video of like the Vaughns in my parents' hometown, and it looked like a fucking riot. And yeah. not to mention the lines were an hour and a half long. I haven't long. been to the store, but I've seen friends of ours posting pictures. Oh, like, Dude, my that's God. fucking crazy. Shelves were empty. People were getting in fights. There were accidents in the parking lot that people were getting in accidents and just driving away. And they're like, fuck it. I don't care. I don't care about your insurance. Like, I don't want to get your viruses. Cut to me sitting in an empty uh, black Angus just eating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just unaware. No worries. <laughs> oh, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm sitting inside our house, and we have boxes of food lined up. We're like, eh, theoretically, if we want to stretch it, we can stay in here for 35 days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you guys, that gave me a great idea. We should record from Hawaii next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. On location. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you there's a lot of empty hotel rooms. <laughs>
All right, let's call it a week. I'm Ryan for Dave and Bobby. We have no shows coming up because of this whole thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, see you next week. Cruising with the twos. Exactly how much meth does it take to just get all full of yourself and start heckling old men at comedy shows? <laughs> Motherfucking time is passing by